Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I am here with Anna. Na- Anna Parker Naples. She did this to me on purpose. She I said did. a different name to me to try and throw me off of hands. I knew I was going to get it wrong. Anna Parker Naples. So Anna, how are you? I'm really well and it's my fault that you got my name wrong then. I'm completely holding my hands up. People here, Parker Naples, get a bit bored of the double-barreled thing, think it sounds a bit like Parker Bowles. Remember there was an N, Parker Knowles is there. Uh, it happens all the time, but it's okay. We're kind of used to it now. <laughs> you want me to make everyone feel better about ever being called anything else in their whole entire life and everyone who is part of my family and friends loves this story on my wedding day so there's a history of people calling me like in big like arenas like funerals stuff like that um Dennis when we get into taxis and stuff it's always Dennis things like that and my husband loves it like loves it so <laughs> much that all of his friends call me Dennis brilliant on our wedding day they were all putting money in a hat to see whether or not the <laughs> to see whether or not the whatever they're called registrar registrar would call me dennis die in for it well the registrar went one better he didn't call me dennis he called me disease <laughs> did he take disease to have and to hold from this day forward honest to god it was the funniest moment ever it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And I can imagine for most people that would destroy their wedding. It made the day. People still call me disease. It's just what Brilliant. I'm called now. I know. I loved it. Anyway, Anna, what is your business called and what do you do? So my business's official name is Anna Parker Naples Limited. And there are kind of two branches. One is that I coach mental mastermind, um, a motivational speaker. And the other side is that I run the podcast membership and the podcast agency. So those of you who are watching rather than just listening to this podcast will see that I'm sitting in what looks like a really fancy studio, uh, which is a little bit unusual for podcasters and podcast guests. But this, this recording studio is actually or it used to be my airing cupboard. And this is kind of where a lot of my story about what I do now started from about 10 years ago. So tell us then, what's the story? Because I'm now going to call you Philip. Oh, sorry, if you can hear Philip Schofield. So I said to Denise that that this will, or disease as we shall now refer to you, uh, that um, I came from the airing cupboard in the same way that Philip Schofield and Gordon Agofa came from the broom cupboard. So, but I, I still visit my airing cupboard quite often. So my story is that uh, 10 years ago, I received some fairly devastating news to expect I wouldn't walk again. And I was expecting my third child and it was a pregnancy complication. And I was pretty crushed because my plans had been knock this third child out, get back on stage because I was an actor. And so this was really, really difficult to come to terms with. And very young children, not coping very well, gave up trying to even get out of bed, wash myself, do normal things because I just couldn't, I just spiraled. And I went to see a hypnotherapist because I knew that hypnotherapy could help you. We did, even 10 years ago, it wasn't as popular or well-known as it is now. I knew it could help you feel better. 
and I just needed to feel better so that I could function enough to be a good mum or just living and what he did that day wasn't putting me in trance we talked and what I didn't know was that was neuro-linguistic programming we talked a lot about how I was seeing the world what blocks I had what resistances I had and he made me see that one my life wasn't over just because I might be in a wheelchair two I could still be what mattered to me in terms of performing was always about being recognized as being talented particularly connected with my voice um, and that there were opportunities there and that even if I was in a wheelchair for life I could still be a kick-ass kind of kind of girl and so obviously this, it's all in the personality it's all in the personality but that's not where I was at right then no so this story has a kind of nice arc that I ne- could never have foreseen coming the reason I decided to go and see that NLP practitioner was because uh, we'd gone to a New Year's Eve party where my husband and I, the only way I was prepared to leave my my house or my bed for a very, very good friend's engagement slash New Year's Eve party was if I didn't have to get changed for the, the fancy dress party. And at this point, all I was wearing was baggy trousers and a vest. That's all I ever wore. I'm big pregnant. I'm unhappy. I've not, I've probably smelled quite bad, but we decided nice. that we would go as Lou and Andy from Little Britain. Oh, so years later, we skip forward. I've then realized I can change how I think. I fully recovered. And I really do believe that one was how I thought and two was I had hope. I realized that I could be at home with the kids, earn a lot of money, use my voice and become a world recognized talent as a performer, all from my airing cupboard. If I went into voice over commercials and voiceover acting so I learned I knew nothing about audio couldn't tell you how to even plug a microphone in but I learned it all whilst I was laid up in bed and and what have you and that story kind of took me to very quickly becoming the lead one of the leading British voice actors in the US for audio books radio dramas commercials and um, uh, video games quite high profile video games and four years ago I ended up winning multiple international awards and being on the red carpet numerous times in Hollywood, which was quite glamorous, given that six years before I couldn't walk and I looked the worst I could. So I decided that at that point in Hollywood that I would, I would would write a book about this. Like this has been quite an epic journey in a very short time frame. I've totally changed my whole life. I was at the lowest I could possibly be looking like, you know, little Britain. Yeah, beyond and thinking it was over to I've now achieved, I've now achieved for my career more than I ever could have done had I stayed working in the stage. And I wanted people to understand what the processes were. And a lot of that was to do with NLP. And um, so at that point, I decided I was going to write a book. And that was my first book, which is called Get Visible, How to Have More Income in, how, I can't remember the title how to have more impact influence and income and Perfect. yeah that's it that is the, that is what it's called and in the process of writing that book I realized right there's more I want to share here so yes I knew I wanted to be an author I knew I wanted to be a podcaster I knew I wanted to get my message out there I knew I wanted to be a high-paid speaker I knew I wanted a kick-ass coaching business but what did that really mean um and actually I released my first podcast, I released my first book, and I learned a lot the hard way. So to kind of skip forward from that, it kind of being in the coaching entrepreneurial spaces online, 
and knowing everyone knowing I had this amazing audio background I would have so many people come to me about podcasting and I kept thinking people kept saying you've got to do a course on this you've got to teach them I don't want to I've left audio I'm all about I'm all about this now I'm all about you know helping to inspire people and then I kind of had this brainwave where I read someone else's content about podcasting that made me just feel so irritated that I just, yeah. it was a book and I paid £11.99 for that book. And it was the shoddiest thing I've ever, ever read. And I just, I was sat in my parents' garden and I just went, I can't believe that someone is doing this. Why isn't someone teaching this properly to really help people get the message out there, build their business? And then, you know, we just had that moment of, oh, that's what I can do. It like literally marries up all of my audio background, all of my stuff about getting visible and being heard and all of the entrepreneurial failures that I've now kind of conquered. So so now I run the podcast membership, which is a low cost offering, I suppose. And then we have the podcast agency, which helps six and seven figure podcasters. We do full consultancy, like often they'll come with an idea and what we craft for them by the end. And we do all the production for them is is a much more refined and more effective system for them. Um, and, and yes, that's, that's, that's what we do. So I, I coach and mentor people in how they amplify their message and get themselves out there. And then we have this kind of kick-ass podcast arm. And a lot of people know me in the UK, particularly as the podcast queen. And I'm just going to do a little bit of product placement. I just realized it was at my feet. This was my second book, Podcast with Impact, ah, How to Start and cool. Launch Your Podcast Properly. And when we launched this back in November, it became a global bestseller in 37 categories around the world. So, um, and the publishers I worked with had never seen a book launch be so successful. So that was quite nice. That's so good. Well done. So yeah, so from sitting in that garden, kind of going, why hasn't anyone done this? That was now like 16 months ago. And now we're sitting on an absolutely thriving business. And um it's been it's been one a hell of a hell of a journey and it's been interesting that you know it literally all started because of this this airing cupboard because this was the only door in the house that I could fit the wheelchair through comfortably that's insane so now we help we help lots of people launch very very successful podcasts here in the US that chart you know top the charts around the world all the time and it's really cool that's amazing. So what what podcasts do you work on? Give me some new ones that I can try out. I can't always talk about them. But um, one that's doing exceptionally well at the moment is the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Podcast. Oh, wow. It, had, it knocked Joe Wicks off the hotspot when he was the nation's darling. And uh, it's consistently in the top one, two or three somewhere around the world, often in the US for, for health and and self-development um and you know what I love about that is that when I when I was sort of stood there on the red carpets all those years ago I felt that I needed other people to realize that there was more to them and what I love is that now I support other people who have got big messages to get it out there so so it's kind of nice yeah no I love that and what a great podcast I've not heard of that one that must be really good yeah, it must be. By Caroline Storson. Yeah, go find it. Anyone who thinks they may have been in a confusing, abusive relationship, go and listen. It's very science-based. Caroline's amazing. 
I don't think I'm aware of anyone who hasn't been in an abusive relationship at some point in their life. So, but it's finding out the real traits of it and really yeah. what happens to your to your own mind, the trauma that that happens and how you can heal yourself. So, we're very proud of that one. <laughs> Good, that's great. So, are you a podcast lover? Do you listen to podcasts throughout the day? I listen to a moderate amount of podcasts. Um, I. I like a dog walk with a podcast, but I also love an audio book. So my my first love of audio really was because I realized as an actor that I could play all the parts if I was an audio book narrator. So I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but I actually reach because it's my job now. I reach saturation points. So very often I will be I will cherry pick and I'll often just listen when we have to research for a client. That's if you I were to now. go out and listen to a podcast now, which podcast would you listen to? What's your go-to? Right now, I've been listening to Jay Shetty's On Purpose. Oh, yeah, I like Jay. Um, I like to go and... to sleep listening to Jay, actually. He's got a very soothing voice. Yeah, he has. And I, I like some of the deeper conversations that he's having there. Uh, and I really enjoyed his recent book, which I listened to on Audible. I can't remember what it's called. The, the uh, Think, Think Like, like a, a Monk. monk. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. So uh, despite the fact that I host a very businessy podcast, which is called Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I actually tend to listen to things that are a little bit more mm, spiritually mindset driven. Yeah, yeah, I'm quite a fan of her. Uh, Not too much. I need to be. So sometimes the podcast that I'll go to when I'm dealing with like a, a big a, a big negotiation yeah a real thing there have to be a funny one or a mindless mm. one or something like that because something that takes me off into my spiritual persona or something that takes me off into my um you know uh, me being more mindful or or, or thought provoking or creative takes me away from that too much whereas laughter and humor I can do that at the same time as I'm working yeah, for sure. Actually, I and I don't know if this is because I work so much in audio. I can't have things, noise, podcast, music, anything like that on in the background if I'm reading or if I'm working. It's like I have a one track mind. I can do this. But if I have anything else, it's noise. And I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why we've had so, so I've had so much success in audio is because when I'm listening, I'm really listening. Yeah, I kind of go into that world. No, I like to have a bit of background noise. It kind of makes me focus a lot more, weirdly. Mm. Yeah, kind of like it. So you've so been podcasting we... for quite a while with this show now. How long, how old is this show? Yeah, so I think it's October 2019. Okay. I think so it is. Year and a quarter? Yeah. It's a good run. It is, yeah still loving it loving everyone's story so I mean stories like yours so that resonates so much with me that you've gone through the kind of um process of the journey of getting into this because it's quite similar to my business really I was um helping the the government with their property portfolio and I still do that to a certain extent and and weirdly uh more through the pandemic because they're in the shit but um I then found doing big things like that then made me feel like shit because it it hurt smaller businesses because largely if you're working for the landlord you're gonna hurt the 
the small man. So I then uh, got into the business of helping tenants and and now I predominantly deal with uh, salon owners and negotiate their leases so that they've got somebody cats behind them mm-hmm. who knows the language of the landlord because so many salon owners just sign a lease because that's what they're told to do and they just and I hated it so I, I did what you did and, and went through the whole hold on a minute this isn't who's giving them this shit advice this can't work like this and then I just don't let anyone sign it yeah, just don't yeah. let anyone sign a lease until I've, I've looked through it and sorted it out and said she ain't signing that shite and it's not going to cost her all that money and no. Yeah. So I like I that. Love that. And so so for you then, at what point did the podcast come up? Where What was the evolution for that? See, I've ended up so, asking you all the questions now. <laughs> well, you do as a podcaster, don't you? That's I know. It's, it's terrible, conversation, right? Exactly. It's what but we're here I, for. It, it literally happened... When we were doing the whole, uh, I think we'd been in business for about, well, the salon side of the business. So I've been in business for about, uh, probably about 12 years now. I always say 10, 15 years because I never sit down to think about it. Yeah, exactly. But my eldest is 12, so it's about that. And um, then we started the business for the salon owners and... um, they we would go through all the marketing and everything like that and they said you're gonna have to do a podcast and I was like I ain't doing that without alcohol and they were like well if that's what you need to do and that was it it was like I'll be doing it with alcohol and I just thought but you're not tonight and I did actually no, pour out the red good girl I got telling off I, my husband because I'm trying not to do it Monday to Friday he's like you can't on a Thursday and I said no I have no, to you have to it's I have a legal to. and then you turn up you turn up with the water so I'll enjoy it on my own you know well I'm not technically doing dry January I always do mildly moist January which allows me to then have a drink if I want to when when I'm doing the yeah Mm -hmm. when I'm doing the podcast and stuff like that I just don't actually feel like it so I didn't want to force myself to have a drink when I didn't feel like it well I've only just started having the old glass again because I overdid it on the Bally Castle, which is Aldi's version of a cheap Bailey's, which is my pretty much when we hit late October, that's just all I drink. So I, I, I overdid it because we felt like we went into Christmas really early this year, didn't we? What, like I started, March? I started too Roughly early. Roughly around March. I peaked with the Bailey's Bally Castle consumption too early and, and I just had to just, that was enough. That was enough. Swam through Christmas, yeah. Because in our house, that's what Father Christmas drinks as well, which is really convenient. Oh, that is convenient. Father mm. Christmas has always drank gin and tonic in this house, weirdly. So weird, isn't it? Well, wow. But yeah, I swam through the first lockdown and I was better behaved in the second lockdown. And I just thought, I can't do that again for this lockdown. So I thought I might as well start mildly moist and then see how long this is going to go for. And then kind of it was interesting see. watching people talking about their their behaviors around alcohol particularly in that first lockdown it just showed I think how much people were spiraling and they needed something at that point I, I don't think I, I drank I don't think that 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 made a difference to me because I had I was writing my second book so I think that I had so much focus that it didn't matter what was happening around me because I I could sort the children do the book and that's my escapism. Uh, but certainly the second time, there was a lot more wine coming out of an evening. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I went into the first lockdown with coronavirus. So I went into lockdown before everyone else did. Yeah. So I literally couldn't leave the house. So I was just sitting there going, well, I finished work at four o'clock. So might as well just yeah. pour a glass of wine. Like, do you, can't do do you have any long COVID symptoms? Um, I definitely didn't get my taste and smell back for quite a long time. It's back now completely. And I'm really worried now because I'm now susceptible to get it again because you don't have the um, immunity for very well, long. Well, actually, there's an article out today saying they think you're safe for five years. Oh, wow. Not so have that. a little look on the BBC today. Yeah, I'll have a look at that. So we'll see. I'm not going anywhere anyway. So, no I mean, it only... I think the first time I got concerned was a friend who literally goes nowhere other than to and from the supermarket. They called it and I thought, oh God, you know, that it re- you really do have to kind of mm. be careful even in supermarkets. But there's always the kamikaze grannies reaching over you and trying to get the potatoes and stuff. So I just try not to go anywhere really other than for a dog walk, which is quite boring existence, especially when before my life was going out for dinner going out to see friends yeah. you know doing I was always on the go now I'm a bit like the dog walk does save my sanity though I've got a lab store what have you got what have you got I've got a little miniature schnauzer well, they don't walk very far though do they that's not a long dog walk he can do two hours oh wow yeah okay, okay. yeah he's a sniffer though so I'm like come on yeah yeah it's fine but it's yeah he's all right at the minute he's he seems like he can go and apparently when they're older they can go for hours and hours so he's only nine months old at the minute oh. we'll see yeah so we'll he's see. like a lockdown puppy he's he a lockdown puppy okay nice also broke me during lockdown that constant puppy life weeing mm. you know he, he's always been really good but it was the ho- not being able to leave the house with them because you can't take them on a dog walk i was like so oh that's my why god I locked down yeah, that's why lockdown was perfect for getting a dog, I think. Anyway, back to you. So what's the plans for the business as a whole? What's the future? So uh, we're about to, we're expanding the podcast agency. So we'll be working with more and more high-level entrepreneurs as the podcast membership grows. To date, we've helped launch nearly 160 podcasts in the space of a year, or almost all of which have been chart-topping podcasts somewhere around the world, which I'm incredibly proud of. And that feel, for me feels really purposeful, um, like I'm doing a good thing with the world. Because I kind of think, like we're doing here, we're having a chat, but something between what you and I are saying could spark something in somebody that's what I always think and yeah, I think it's helping someone it's helping someone somewhere and I like I like that kind of feel of the ripple effect so we're, we're building the, the podcast agency we're scaling it we're building a podcast guesting service to really help people get on great podcasts that are right for them they don't have to be massive podcasts they just have to be right for their audience and also I'm bringing out a new coaching program so alongside all of that all of the podcast stuff I I mentor other people who feel like I did very much like I've got something I need to do whether it's coaching or getting helping people but they literally have no idea because that's where I was four years ago and now you know I've had just just incredible growth and I want to support other people to do that because it's not just about having the podcast it's not just that Yes, you can get your, your message out there, but all of the other pieces, how do you bring people into your business so that you make money? How do you, so that you can afford to do the podcast? How, if you write a book, it's not just about writing the book, it's about building that audience. So I want, uh, what, we're, what we're bringing out is a program to help people do that as a, as a whole thing. Where do you go from having, being completely clueless to making sure that 
you've got the book or it's on its way. You've, you know what you're speaking about if you go into other people's groups so that everything's a kind of coherent package, which I'm, I'm really excited about. But, it, you know, we've gone, I've gone from just this clueless woman kind of going, I'm on a mission to do something to now running a team with quite a lot of people across the world, which is, you know, that's a lot of growth in a, in a short space of time. So I've had to go from this is me, jazz hands, I'm ready to help the world to actually being the CEO of a company. And that's been a bumpy ride. <laughs> wow. It's definitely it been is. a bumpy ride. Yeah, well, that's the that's the journey of any business, isn't it? You learn kind of on your feet and you have to probably listen to lots of podcasts and pick up little tips and try to understand all the bits that you don't know. Get people in to try to teach you the bits that you don't know. Yeah. I I kind of love that about business and that's why I love doing the podcast because I learn so much about every different type of businesses like the last podcast I did it was a lady who developed apps that's so far out of my comfort zone I was like tell me everything that's amazing but you know that's that's the great world of of all of the entrepreneurs that we have you know especially in the UK seem to have such an amazing amount of entrepreneurs that do you know things that I just have never even considered before you know I love hearing all of their different journeys so if anyone um, wants to get involved in having a podcast or being part of your membership, where can they find you? Well, I run actually the first stage, I think, is often being a guest on a podcast for the first time yourself. And I run the podcast community, which is a free group over on Facebook, because maybe you're not you're not there yet. So first thing is to go and find that community and then you'll get access to finding out when the challenges are on how to all about the membership but that's really where people kind of dip their toe in they think maybe I want a podcast but I haven't been a guest even I've not even really thought about this and so we provide lots of opportunities for hosts some very experienced hosts some less experienced some new asking I need this kind of guest is that you and vice versa if you come into the group you have an opportunity to say I, I really want to be on these kinds of podcasts this is my story this is what I can share And I guess I feel like part of that mission of helping people amplify is that I want people to be better guests as well. Understand what they're doing when they go on a podcast. You're nodding because I know you've had people who are less able to hold their own, even though they really want to be there. And so I always think that podcasting is a, a really valuable tool. The voice is powerful and we connect to it. But if you don't understand as a business owner, or coach or whatever you are if you don't understand why you're on that show and how to conduct yourself then it's not going to work for you so we kind of we kind of educate people around that as well because it's not just get yourself on a show you've got to know what you're doing but that's and why. what a lot of coaches tell people to do yeah. get on lots of shows but they don't then give them the the, the tools the, yeah the tools the yeah. the the step-by-step guide of, of what to then do when you're on that yeah. show you know f- for me the difference between a, a you know not a good guest and a bad guest because there's not really any sort of thing but you know the the difference in making my life easier is somebody who wants to talk about business what, how it feels sorry is somebody who wants to talk about their business and someone who doesn't and and usually it you know it can be about their confidence but there's not a lot I can do to drag their confidence mm. out of them if it's not there and that's not actually your job either And so that's one of the things that with the podcast membership, we teach people, you know, start, launch, plan, prep, grow, monetize. You can hear the door slamming in the background. This is reality. My children are now 
you know, it's not homeschooling time. They can do what they like, no matter the fact they've been asked to be quiet. So, but oh, but also, barking, but so also how, how to be a good interview and how to be a great guest. And and it's not it's not like I think I've got it sussed, but I've done and I've been around the block enough times to know what I find uncomfortable as a host, to know what I find uncomfortable as a guest and actually to see which interviews I've done. Build my list, bring people into my communities. Where are people saying they've heard me? Because if you're not get, if you're not getting that understanding, is it a valuable business activity? Yeah. No, great, great insight and lots of things that I haven't even really thought about. I kind of, you know, do it for the love of it. So, you know, it's really good to hear that kind of side of it. Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of my podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. Make that very clear on the podcast. And I love Eminem and I love the eight mile. He does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer that the opponent can't say anything bad back to him so Anna so the worst things about you I can be really egotistical when I'm wounded and I really find myself quite annoying sometimes but I'll continue anyway I'm like a dog with a bone once I've got something, I'm not interested anymore. And final one. Oh, I keep biting my nails. This is like the most oh. ridiculous preteen habit that I cannot shake. What's that all about? I'm I'm 40 something. I, I should have given up that. Even my dad still to this day tells me off for it every time I see him. During lockdown, he doesn't see me as often close up. So I've sort of got away with that for about nine months now. But it's a stupid habit that I should get over. Yeah. That, does that, does that serve your purposes, but, Denise? Or disease? Yes, it's that. Yeah, disease, sorry. Um, that is gross. But as you were saying it, I have a really terrible habit of flicking the nail on my toe. So I have that nothing is, to say. No, 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 no. That is grim. It's gross. It's gross. Like, I know. My husband goes absolutely wild no not even that literally just doing this yeah that's on on the toe that's really really way grosser than what i just said it's gross i know it's gross anyway just outed myself on that well thank you so much for being on the podcast anna Uh, and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk and UK salon owners on Facebook and Instagram are doing lots of challenges all to do with health at the moment. So get involved in either our Facebook group or our Instagram platform. Say goodbye, Anna. Bye-bye. Bye.